Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications connect to more welcome back Nuana is now sorry to tease boy you're a great board operator I know I'm sorry I uh, did not have a chance to update the sports center today Um, so didn't want to play old news welcome back Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula if you're watching on SWX Montana television you just saw how fleet of foot I am getting in here you know being like like the old defensive coordinator for the Montana Grizzlies Kurt Paulson used to say be an athlete it's all that really matters Broadcast to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You want to check out Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can visit nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Miss your thing in the first hour of the show. Fun first hour. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, uh, as well as great contributing member of this show. Join me, Coulter Nuanas. We talked NBA, NFL, British Open. It's been sort of a pretty consistent Monday thing here on Nuanas now, so that's been very fun. Partner with my bro on uh, all things sports talk. Also heard from Ian Laird. He is the voice of the Gallatin Raptors, Gallatin High School, the newest high school in Montana. No seniors this last year, but certainly having an impact uh, just on where people are going to school in that neck of the woods when it comes to high school sports. And that'll continue and probably accentuate, honestly, because where Gallatin High School is, where it's going to draw from, that's going to be uh, the place where Bozeman is growing the most rapidly. It's the area where there's the, the ability for the most growth. So I think that Gallatin High will have a significant impact in terms of where some of the high school athletes that maybe previously would have gone to places like Bozeman or Belgrade are attending high school. So Ian joined us as well. And then we heard about Tommy's 
latest incident in the kitchen, <laughs> which I don't know why I think it's so funny. I shouldn't think it's funny. Tommy's a great friend of mine and a great friend to me and an excellent coworker, and I couldn't do it without him, but it, it was an entertaining story. It's because I'm such a goof, man. It's because you're such a good storyteller, man. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> That's why no, I love having you on my sports show to tell, talk nothing about sports because <laughs> it's just so funny. Do you think that the... Um, Coin Dozer is going to be at the fair this year. Oh my God! Because let we me get something clear lives. right now: if there's a Coin Dozer at the Western Montana Fair, we will be there with the iPad <laughs> broadcasting live from the Coin Dozer. <laughs> I love it. This is too good to be true. Hopefully, the Coin Dozer does make its illustrious return. All of that in hour number one can be found on the podcast, which is available on all of our podcast hosting platforms, all of your podcast hosting platforms, as it were. Please rate review. Subscribe. Five stars is great and preferred. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. I had a fun time at Sport with Sportsbet Montana over the weekend because I threw down some cashola on Colin Marikawa and Jordan Spieth. So I uh, got some good payouts and uh, golf, one of my favorite things to, to bet on. So Sportsbet Montana, there's kiosks. All across the great state of Montana, so go give it a shot. Go dabble in the sports gambling. If you're going to watch the sports, I mean, I don't know. Do you do whatever you want with your money? It's all good, but I'm just telling you, it's fun. And if you listen to this show, you'll be more informed. Hour number two, we're going to talk a lot of different things, including the top 25 Olympic athletes to watch, a couple of the top NBA draft picks that I had a chance to watch while I was in Indianapolis, and then Jeff Safford from the Missoula Paddleheads will join us to recap what was the... Uh, Close to an outstanding first half of the season for the Missoula Paddleheads. They wrapped up the first half of the season on Friday, and they won. They scored 14 straight runs to emerge with a 16-8 victory over the Billings Mustangs and secure the first-half title in the Pioneer League. So that means the Paddleheads are into the postseason automatically. The second half, they're obviously going to chase the title as well, but uh, it, it eases a lot of burden knowing you are already got one of the spots into uh, the playoffs. So, a uh, great job by the Missoula Paddleheads. I believe the statistic is that they closed the first half of the season with the best record in all of independent baseball, best independent league team in the United States of America. So, congratulations to the Paddleheads. I know it's been a very long year with the season getting canceled last year and some of the field damage they had to go through. Uh, but now, and then the adjustment, you know, sort of the, the cutting of the affiliated system, at least for Missoula and other teams in the Pioneer League. And uh, so it, a big-time bounce back for the Missoula Paddleheads. So congratulations to uh, the Davis family, the new ownership group. Of course, Matt Ellis, great friend of this show, and a guy that's been involved with minor league baseball in the city of Missoula since day one. And everybody else down there, uh, Taylor Rush and all the other guys for the Paddleheads, because they've done a great job of building this thing up. Jeff Safford from the Missoula Paddleheads will join us here on Nuanas now in about 20 minutes. Before we get into the Olympic athletes to watch, as well as some of the uh, NBA draft talk, the Big Sky Conference released its schedules for women's basketball this year. And so that means the uh, Montana schools, both the Bobcats and the Lady Grizz, know at least some of who they will play in the upcoming season. So those are all now available. BigSkyConf.com, MSUBobcats.com, and GoGrizz.com. I'm not going to bore you with reading through all of it, but each team will play 20 conference games between December 2nd and March 4th. There will be games played on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays each weekend in a double round-robin schedule. Southern Utah, the lone wolf this year. It was Northern Colorado last year, so Southern Utah, the lone wolf this year. 
while Northern Arizona will be paired with Portland State and Northern Colorado and Sac State. Excuse me. Northern Arizona and Portland State are travel partners. Northern Colorado and Sac State are travel partners. So those are different than the normal travel partners. Montana, Montana State, again, will be travel partners, but it will be a little bit different than the former format where um, it's not necessarily the traditional round robin. It will be this double round robin. So uh, we'll give you more on all that, some more schedule analysis a little later on when both of the uh, Montana State and Montana women's basketball programs confirm uh, their, their non-conference schedules as well. But 20 conference games is what you need to know. And uh, it will be exciting to see sort of the return to somewhat more normal for these women's basketball teams because that's been – I mean, I thought that the in-state teams in Montana, Montana State struggled because of COVID during this most recent basketball season more than anybody, not because of anything with the pandemic itself, but because the fact that there was no fans in the stands, there's a decided home court advantage, including an elite home court advantage for the women's teams in the state of Montana. Lady Grizz have second to none in terms of uh, fan bases. They, it's honestly worth, like, I, I I don't know. I think the home court advantage at Dahlberg Arena is worth six to eight points. I mean, that's how much it is, really, uh, for the Lady Grizz when they are on their home court. And Montana State has done a... I mean, they're not far behind. And as of right now, with all of the success that they've had, I mean, they are the team in the Big Sky Conference over the last five years. And so they are right there with uh, Montana as well. So uh, having fans back in the stands will be great for those teams. So we'll continue to give you uh, the analysis when it comes to all Big Sky Conference sports. Some exciting news coming up, too, when it comes to Big Sky Conference sports, both for us here at ESPN Missoula as well as myself and my brother at SkylineSportsMT.com. So we will have that announcement to you. Tease that for later on. But we will have that announcement to you probably uh, later on in the week. Next weekend, I'll be headed to Spokane for the Big Sky Conference Media Days, Big Sky Conference kickoff. And uh, then we'll be doing our show remotely from Spokane on Monday. And then we'll be back in the saddle here on Tuesday. Reminder, no Nuanas now, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday of this week. So I will be playing in the annual member guest tournament at the Missoula Country Club with a vast uh, an array of, of great supporters of this show. There's a lot of guys that, and a lot of people in general, but a lot of guys that uh, contribute to this show and, and uh, make it happen with their support of us and what we do around here. So I always play in this tournament because it's a great way to network with all those guys and and uh, share a beer and, and give them some good stories and hear some good stories. Definitely one of my favorite events of the year, but that means no nuances now, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And probably won't have any other uh, shows off after that. I mean, I think we'll be into football mode once the Big Sky kickoff hits. It's on, and I'm excited. I'm more excited for this football season than I have been in a long, long time. So you know, we will look forward to all that. I'm also very excited. For the Olympics, Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television. And ESPN.com had a great article today highlighting some of the top Olympians to watch uh, from Team USA as Team USA and all the other teams from around the uh, around the globe head to Tokyo for uh, the return of the Olympics. A, a year behind uh, schedule, but... Better than nothing. Glad to have him back. Speaking of Olympics, Martin Iasefo, star rugby player, just got a text from him, so I'll give him a call after the show. But sounds like uh, he'll be able to give us a quick interview as well. Uh, so maybe we'll hear from Martin Iasefo, former Missoula Maggots and, and uh, Missoula Jesters rugby player, a guy that uh, went to the University of Montana, is now on the United States Olympic rugby team. One of the most compelling 
athletes that will compete in this year's Olympics is Simone Biles. Simone Biles is among the great athletes on planet Earth, one of the most dominant gymnasts in the history of the sport. Uh, she has accumulated such unbelievable skill and talent that she's almost breaking the scoring system. She has a couple uh, moves and, and maneuvers and parts of her routine that she's the first of her kind to even do it. And the, the baseline score for that move is far superior to any other scoring that any other athlete in gymnastics has ever been able to attain. She's already widely considered the greatest gymnast of all time because of her explosiveness and um, her endearing personality. I mean, she is she's transcendent when it comes to her talent in the sport, but she's already won five all-around championships on the world stage. She's the defending Olympic champion in the all-around, and uh, she was the best Olympian on the floor, anywhere on the competition floor in Rio uh, the last Summer Olympics back in 2016. And there's a lot of people say that she's even more dominant now. She's chasing five gold medals. If that were to happen, she would then have the most career gold medals in the history of any female Olympian uh, in the Summer Games. She would also tie a record by Larissa Latnina, who's the Soviet legend who did that, who's the only other women's gymnast to have five gold medals in a single Olympics. So Simone Biles is chasing history, no question. She already has won 10 more world championship gold medals than any other female in history when it comes to world competitions. So she is absolutely one of, if not the athletes to watch uh, in this summer games. I'm not going to go through every single one of the 25, but I'm just going to highlight some of the other ones that I'm really interested in watching. Allison Felix, the outstanding uh, track and field star. She's already a nine-time Olympic medalist. She will make one last appearance in Tokyo. She will compete in the 400 meters and possibly the uh, women's 4x400-meter relay. There's also a new event. This is actually cool. A, a mile relay, so 4x400-meters, and it's a mixed-gender relay. So I don't, I'm not really sure the, the parameters. I'm assuming it's probably two and two, two men, two women, to run in that. But uh, a mixed-gender relay, so that, that could take some strategy. That would be, that'd be a fun one to watch for sure. Uh, Tokyo will be Allison Felix's fifth Olympics and her first as a mother. She gave birth to her daughter um, just recently, within the last year and a half or so. And uh, she got into some controversy, not on her behalf, but she was very critical of Nike, who's one of her main sponsors, for their poor maternity policies. And uh, she's recently announced, though, that she's now partnered with Athleta. So any women out there, or men too, because if you want a good gift for you know, uh, your significant other or your daughter or anybody that you know that's a female that's an athlete, Athleta has great stuff, great gear. Uh, but she is now uh, with them as well, and uh, that's been sort of the side story. But if Felix medals in Tokyo, she would equal Carl Lewis's record for the most Olympic medals by an American track and field athlete. She's got nine. Carl Lewis had ten. So Allison Felix... She's knocking on the door of history. If she could somehow get a, a medal in the 400 meters or one of the relays, that would place her. I mean, she's already, in my opinion, she doesn't get the same shine that Jackie Joyner Kersey and Florence Griffith Joyner get because those two gals were not just sprinters. Jackie Joyner Kersey did a lot of multi events. Um, Flojo was a, in, into the horizontal jumps as well. But if Allison Felix is to compete in her fifth Olympics and end her career with 10 or more medals, it's really hard to say that she's not the greatest Olympic track star in the history of the United States. So we will look forward to that. A lot of females are the leaders, to me, uh, of athletes to watch, including 
as well as Allison Felix. The other probably top track draw for me is Sydney McLaughlin. Sydney McLaughlin is a former national Gatorade Athlete of the Year. She was the top high school female athlete in the United States of America um, during her senior year of high school. She competed in the Rio Games when she was just 16 years old, making her the youngest Olympian on the track team since 1972. So Sydney McLaughlin, she's a true prodigy. She's now just 21 years old, but she is she appears to be at least peaking at the United States Track and Field Trials in June in Eugene, Oregon. McLaughlin set a world record and became the first woman to ever break 52 seconds in the 400-meter hurdles, 51.9 seconds. Folks, 51.9 seconds in the 400-meter hurdles would be good enough to win most high-level Division I men's college track meets. So the fact that um, Susan McLaughlin is running this time is is truly transcendent. I mean, it, it is the world record. She shattered the world record at the United States Olympic Track and Field uh, Championships. So... Um, Sydney McLaughlin will absolutely be another great athlete to watch. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Coulter. What's up, Thomas? When it comes to Olympic sports, yep. which sport could you see yourself most doing and actually doing relatively okay at <laughs> or maybe even excelling? Oh, because man. How much time do I have to train? And, uh, what, and what level training do I get to have? You get... Do I get four years to prepare? Do I get Olympic trainers? You get everything that anyone else would get, yes. Okay, so then it would have to be something to do with the throws in track and field. I did not participate in track and field in high school. I spent my springs and summers playing baseball. Uh, but I do have a good arm, and uh, I have decent balance and good explosiveness. So I think that I could... Uh, Certainly, if trained by an Olympic coach, at least somehow hone some sort of respectability in the javelin or uh, the shot put, maybe the discus. All right. There's no gymnastics for me. Let's let's start there. Really? <laughs> yeah, no okay. gymnastics for me. Uh, I cannot swim because I am so blind. There's no way I would be able to. I can't, I can't even open my eyes underwater. Don't you think you need to see where you're going to throw a shot put, though, also? Well, no, but I can wear my contacts when I'm doing track. Oh, I see what Give you're saying. Get me in the pool. Water's in my eyes. Now I can't see anything. All right, all right. It, no, it's bad. It's, you could it's get, all like, prescription bad. goggles, I bet you. Well, if I was an Olympian, I certainly could. What would your sport be? For me, it's not a question. Bobsled. Get out there on oh the boy. sleighs. All you do is lay down and go. Yeah, yeah, that's all you do. It's like, and risk it's like death. professional water sliding. You can't even work a walk. How are you going to work a bobsled? <laughs> because I, I'm not laying down on a walk. No, you're just lighting it on fire. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I just think that'd be pretty cool. Like, I don't really understand what kind of training's going into that sport in particular. Well, I think you have to mentally train your brain to will and be willing to die. Every time you do the event, I mean, that thing flies off the side of the mountain like bye-bye. That ain't going good for you, no matter who you are. Have there ever been any massive concerns with that in the past? Oh, yeah. yeah. You ever seen Skeleton, the one-man bobsled where you go head first? Yo, yeah. Oh, boy. That takes a special type of risk taker. I don't even know if Evil Knievel could do the the skeleton. That's just too much. I just want to know how you get into that. Like, hey, I'm going to take the sled face first down the, (laughs) the luge going 100 miles per hour. I don't know. Not for me. I'm a thrill-seeking person, but that that is a little over the line. Do you think that curling is something you could pull off? Ooh, maybe. We ought to go give it a shot. Little maybe we'll have like an ESPN Missoula SWX Montana Olympics. Oh, buddy, I'm in. I love it. 
No one is now on tonight ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. A couple other athletes worth watching that appeared on ESPN's list of top 25 athletes. Of course, all the the uh, women on the United States soccer team, they have become the darlings of the sporting world when it comes to female athletes. So uh, Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd, Megan Rapino, they'll also cer- all certainly be worth watching. Um, team USA, I think, for the basketball side of things is going to be interesting as well. There's some guys that are coming off of the playoffs, which then comes off of the most extended season because of the bubble in NBA history. So you hope that nobody is burnt out or getting hurt. Team USA has not looked good early, but they have some guys that haven't joined the roster yet. Kevin Durant, probably the most reputable guy on Team USA for basketball. And he'll be expected to lead the United States because there's only one time where the United States did not win a gold medal and uh, it caused for a completely a, a complete restructuring of USA basketball. So there is a lot of pressure that comes with this. United States, since the Dream Team, has always dominated basketball at the Olympic level. So um, Kevin Durant will have some pressure on him. Usually there's not a lot of pressure in the Olympics. Usually it's just a foregone conclusion that Team USA is going to win. But Steph Curry, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, guys like that are not participating in this Olympics. So the roster a little bit depleted. Zach Levine, by the way... A guy that is on the roster, he's not on the plane to Tokyo right now. So he um, he ha- is in COVID uh, protocol, so we'll see if he can get there in time for Team USA's competition. A couple other uh, notable athletes worth watching. Katie Ledecky, who was one of the stars of the Rio Games. She's back. She's a five-time Olympic gold medalist already. She's the defending Olympic champion in the 200 meters, the 400 meters, and the 800-meter freestyle. And... Uh, June, July 30th, which is, is coming up just right around the corner, just a couple weeks, uh, she will seek a three-peat in the 800-meter freestyle. If that happens, and she's favored to do it, so she'll join Don Frazier and Christina Egerzegi as the only three-time winners in the same Olympics in the same event. So she's looking for the three-peat in the 800-meter freestyle, which would be uh, just incredibly impressive for Katie Ledecky. And she might even have another Olympics in her as well because she's still only 24 years old right now, and she's already been in two Olympics. So a true uh, prodigy and someone that continues to to dominate and thrill her world. Also, baseball is an Olympic sport. That's easy to forget, and so is golf. So those two will both... Um, be featured as part of the Olympic slate. Todd Frazier, probably the most prestigious uh, player on Team USA uh, for the Olympic team for baseball. Uh, he, he's got 218 career home runs. He won the home run derby. He's been an all-star a couple times. Um, so he, he's the most prestigious because only players not on Major League 40-man rosters are eligible for the Olympic team. So the roster has a mix of a lot of younger players and uh, then guys like Todd Frazier, who's a little bit older as well. In golf, probably the most prestigious American, Bryson DeChambeau, who uh, a U.S. Open champion. He's won eight PGA events throughout his career. So uh, a lot to watch, to be sure. The Olympics is certainly one of my favorite events. I love track and field in particular, but I love everything that it, they do have to offer. So we will... Uh, Continue to update you on all the things that are going on, but there's a little primer for you here on Nuanas now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live on both ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsports online inventory, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. 
Going to do a little NBA draft analysis soon, but first, Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us to recap a pennant for the Paddleheads, the champions of the first half of the Pioneer League North. Jeff will tell us all about how the Paddleheads got there and what to look forward to for the second half of the season. Plus, we got tickets, so keep it right here on ESPN Missoula and SWX Montana Television. It's Nuanez Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Inside joke that's never gonna die, and now our good buddy Jeff has revived it around here. And uh, you know, all I can do is laugh. Welcome back, Nuanas. Now, hope you're having a great Monday. Hope you can breathe. I can't breathe at all. Probably sound terrible. Sorry, sorry about it. Hope you're having a great day. Hope we're improving your day. That's what we try to do around here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Go down to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in a good buddy to this show, Jeff Safford. He usually swings by on Tuesdays because that's the day the Missoula Paddleheads have off. But he is the voice of the Paddleheads, and he is the voice of the recently anointed first-half champion Paddleheads. The Paddleheads earned the pennant for the first-half championship of the Pioneer League North with a great and exciting victory on Friday to close the first half of the season with not just the best record in the Pioneer League North, not just the best record in the Pioneer League period, but the best record in all of independent league baseball. So, Jeff, I know this is, this is thrilling for you to be a part of uh, because the Paddleheads put a lot of work in to get to this point. I know you've loved working for this organization. What was the vibe just around uh, with you know the front office and everybody that is involved with the Paddleheads uh, after the championship win on Friday night? Well, it was it was quite the jubilant occasion, that's for sure. Um, not sure if you uh, saw the video that's been floating around on social media about the whole celebration with the champagne and everything, but I was right there in the trenches with all the champagne and everything. Uh, it was quite a good time, just people celebrating. It was a long run, obviously 45 games is quite the thing to go through, and on top of that, Matt Ellis touched on this also after the game, that it was such a tough schedule for this Missoula Paddlehead team. They played 15 games against the team that ended up winning the Southern Division pennant, the Ogden Raptors. They played nine games against the Chuckers as well. The Chuckers had an easy schedule playing against the Rocky Mountain Vibes 18 times, so they had a lot stacked up against them. But as you mentioned, they were still able to have a ton of success finishing with the best record and not just the Pioneer League, as you mentioned, but all of independent baseball. That 
brings in the Atlantic League, the American Association, the Frontier League, amongst other leagues as well. So that's quite the accomplishment. Quite the accomplishment indeed. Jeff is down at the ballpark right now. Uh, in just a quick minute, we're going to send one lucky winner to the ballpark as well. I got a four-pack of tickets to tonight's game, the final of a six-game set against the Billings Mustangs. Uh, but we'll talk to Jeff for a little while first uh, before we give those away. But if you want to get in the mix, 406-888-1029. Send that a text right now. That's 406-888-1029. You want four-pack of tickets to tonight's Battleheads game. First pitch is at 7.05 against the Billings Mustangs. So shoot us a text, 888-1029. And if you do want them, I'll leave them at will call for you down there at the stadium. Jeff, in your mind, what were some of the main factors that went into this run to the first half championship for the Paddleheads? Well, the big thing I would look at with this team is just their ability to just keep fighting. When things wouldn't look good or if they're fighting through a tough schedule, a lot of road games, whatever the case may be. But this team just didn't focus on all those things that made hinder them. They just kept grinding away and just kept getting wins. They just seemed to have this mindset through the season that didn't really matter what was sitting in their way that they would be able to get there. And then obviously you look at their offensive numbers. They were able to put together so many great at-bats, one through nine through their order. And I think that was a big part of it as well, that they were able to grind out so many at-bats. And it's just the way they approached their at-bats offensively, it can kind of is a good way to highlight how they were able to use that mindset in a game. You know, take Brandon Riley, for example, a guy that always comes up there and seems to always get a good at-bat, no matter if he's seeing the ball well or not. It could be 1-for-4 or 0-for-5 type game, but you can always count on him for seeing six or eight pitches. And that may seem inconsequential, but if you just keep grinding out at-bats eventually something good is going to happen. And I think that's one of the big things that they were able to do. And also give credit to their bullpen. Their bullpen was fantastic through most of the year. Mark Simon almost did his best Madison Bumgarner impression on that game where they had to clinch on Friday night. Honestly, he pitched three innings. He came in in the sixth inning. I think he would have finished off the game in the ninth if Missoula didn't jump out and score seven runs in the bottom half of the eighth inning to stretch things out a bit. So that tells you how good of a year he's had in the pen. Garrett Westberg's been fantastic. Keita De La Cruz, amongst others. So you just look at it, everybody across the board just kind of seemed to take in this mentality that we're just going to grind and fight and make it happen. And that's exactly what they did in that first half. And that's sort of the microcosm of the game that clinched it, too. Uh, thrilling for from a sports fan perspective, because this thing came down to the final game of the first half on Friday, and the Battleheads needed to win to clinch that first half title. And I think that that's exactly what we're talking about. They were down 8-2 to two in the fifth inning, and then they rallied back to score 14 unanswered runs to get a 16-8 to eight victory and claim the first half title. And so, I mean, Jeff, that's kind of been the MO of this team within the scope of each individual game as well. It seems like it doesn't matter uh, if they are getting pounded. They just keep on swinging, and they, the offense is so explosive they can just put together these runs where they do score five, six, eight, and in this case, 14 consecutive runs. So, I mean, do you think that's just sort of the greatest example of just within the scope of a game of their perseverance and, the, and their uh, never-say-quit attitude? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, touching on talking with Matt Ellis after the game, um, that was something he kind of touched on as well, that that, that game was kind of a microcosm of 
the entire first half to that point. And, and give credit to the Paddleheads coaching staff as well. Bobby Brown, Mason Prisbilla, Michael Schlack, they've been able to do some great things with this team, making in-game adjustments. I mean, we've touched on a few times how good of a job the Paddleheads have done in the sixth inning, the peanut inning. But what does that tell you? That if they've been able to have success in the sixth, that means offensively they're able to make adjustments based on what they've seen from the first, second, third time through against a particular starting pitcher or just the way they're attacking their hitters in general. They may see that, oh, they're throwing them breaking balls early in the count or they're throwing fastballs early in the count or vice versa. Maybe they're doing something late in the count against them. They're able to diagnose that, make adjustments in the dugout, and then perform on the field. I think that's a big part of it also. So give credit to the coaching staff for all the success they've had. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining me, Coulter Nuanez, here on Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Talking about the Missoula Paddleheads and their run to the first half championship of the Pioneer League North and subsequently the playoff berth that comes with it. And Jeff, this is going to be an interesting portion of this to analyze for me, is that in the previous format, of what the Missoula Osprey were for more than 20 years as an affiliated rookie league team with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Winning the first half title was so important because you never know when some of your best players might get called up to A ball or double A ball or maybe even triple A ball, which happened from time to time. You never know when that you know top five-round draft pick uh, gets called up or, or gets shut down or you know maybe has his load managed or whatever it might be. And also, you just never knew how the big league club was going to influence the way that you could operate as a minor league club. You never knew when guys would have specific assignments or you know inning limits or pitch limits or whatever it might be. So oftentimes, the race for the first half title would be so heated. And then oftentimes, if you won the first half title, the second half would just be dedicated toward uh, development more than any other thing. And that was sort of the, the MO of, of Rookie League in general anyways. Well, now, that's not the case. There's no direct affiliation. There's no Major League Ball Club that's calling any shot from the Missoula Paddleheads or anybody else in the Pioneer League. So what do you think of what the second half might hold? I mean, do you feel like this team remains hungry? Are they going to try to make a run at this second half title as well? Oh, I absolutely think that they're going to try to make a run at the second half title. Um, it's one of those things that's a little bit interesting because even if the Paddleheads do win the second half... Wouldn't be, they wouldn't avoid the playoff game. I've worked in minor league game, minor leagues before where they've had this two-half system where if a team, I'll use the example, the Sonoma Stompers, the team I was working with in the Pacific Association, one season I worked with that club, they won the first half and second half pennant in their division. And so when they did that, they avoided having to play that playoff game because they were the winner of both halves. But that's not the case here in the Pioneer League. If, even if Missoula comes out and wins the second half, the team with the next best record would be the team that would play in the playoff game. Now, and obviously, Missoula is in a good spot having won the first half. They'll have a playoff game come September right here at Allegiance Field at Ogren Park instead of having to go to Melaleuca Field over in Idaho Falls. But the Chuckers can't just say, hey, we're just going to steamroll and make it through to the second half. Mustangs have a shot at it. Great Falls Voyagers have a shot at it. And here are the Paddleheads playing these other opponents. They can keep that in mind think, hey, who would we rather play? 
And that shouldn't really be something they think about too much, but you never know that they maybe want to keep the Mustangs out of the playoff or Voyagers out of the playoff. And if there's just a team that they don't care for too much, who knows? So it should be a lot of fun. And make no mistake, these guys want to win ball games. That's what they're here to do. They're here to perform well. They're here to move on to the next level. And you never know. They've already had three players picked up by affiliated teams with Dean Navarez, Matt Workington, along with Andrew Bash. Or maybe there's more coming. Jeff Safford joining us. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. You can find his call right here on ESPN Missoula. Uh, first pitch, 7.05. So we're about an hour out, maybe a little, a little more than an hour out from the beginning of Jeff's pregame show. And then we'll have Missoula Paddleheads action tonight like we do every night besides Tuesday nights of this summer. Jeff, when you look at the, we'll get you out of here on this. When you look at the, the second half schedule, Missoula wraps up their six-game homestand tonight against the Billings Mustangs. Then they're on the road up in Great Falls for six uh, starting on Wednesday. Grand Junction's coming to town for the first time in a long time. Maybe the first time ever. I actually don't know if Grand Junction's ever been to Missoula, but that will start on July 28th. But, Jeff, the schedule is obviously different with a couple different teams that Missoula hasn't seen as much and way less of the Ogden Raptors. So what do you think of the second-half schedule, and what is just overall your feeling and thought about the second half for this Missoula Paddleheads team? Well, the second-half schedule should be Looking at the first half records, it should be definitely more manageable. We mentioned one thing. They'll play a lot less games against the Ogden Raptors, so that's a big advantage. They still do have one six-game stretch against Ogden over at Lindquest Field coming up in the second half, so that will be an interesting stretch. But the second half schedule will feature a lot more games against Great Falls and Billings, two teams that have struggled to this point during the season. But again... These rosters are always changing. Teams are always making moves, finding new players. Just had the amateur draft take place about a week ago as well. So you'll see guys get moved up or down from affiliated ball. So it will be interesting to see what Great Falls and Billings do here to try to improve in the second half. But Missoula sitting in a pretty good spot with the roster that's pretty well put together at this point. Whether you look at the hitting, pitching, pretty much every aspect of their roster. So I think in the second half, it'll be about honing a lot of their younger players, figuring out the exact roles for different pitchers. I think they've messed around with some of that over the last couple games. We've seen Jason Seaver and Kevin Gould get starts the next two last two games for Missoula, guys that have been in the bullpen through this season, or at least while they've been with the club. They're trying to figure out exactly the correct roles for those two guys, whether it be a bullpen player or a starting pitcher. So I think they'll be messing with some of that a little more and really just staying hungry because regardless, they have to be ready for the postseason when that time comes. They don't want to be rolling into a playoff game not playing their best baseball. I think that's the biggest thing that Missoula will be working through with this second half, making sure that they're peaking at the right time and playing their best baseball when those postseason games do roll around come September. Well, Jeff, we appreciate the time. Fun experience for you to be involved in a celebration like that and fun experience for Missoula to have its minor league baseball team back with a new name, new logo, and newfound vigor, and now a new pennant as well. Congratulations to you and everybody down there at the Paddleheads organization, and I will catch up with you soon. In the meantime, thanks so much for coming on. And everybody out there, you can catch Jeff's call tonight, 705 first pitch against the Billings Mustangs. But, Jeff, thanks for taking some time for us today. 
Oh, no problem, Coulter, and we'll be talking to you again soon, I'm sure. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. You want Paddleheads tickets? Text us or call us right now. 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. I got a four-pack of tickets to tonight's game against the Billings Mustangs. The Paddleheads will be out of town all next week, so your last chance to catch them. So give us a call here at ESPN Missoula. One more break. Going to get you prepped for what's going to be a short week. I do not have... The show, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So, going to pack it all in tomorrow. A tease for all that. And uh, a couple more thoughts on the NBA Finals as well. Keep it right here on ESPN Missoula. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. To finish that sentence, I was telling you that I love Creed because they remind me how truly great the Beatles really are. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Turn this up for me a little bit. I love John Popper. So Blues Traveler is is awesome. Uh, this album is one of my favorite albums for sure. But I was under the impression that John Popper died. Did he not die? I th- I'm pretty sure he passed away. Yeah. Really? Okay. So I'm looking at his Wikipedia. I know. I know that. I know that's a controversial source to admit to. As yeah, a, journalist as culture. A journalist. <laughs> but usually the you know birth date and. Uh, deceased date are on people's Wikipedia's. Usually that part is um, accurate. But it does, in fact, okay, yes, he, he did, he passed away in 2017 at the age of 63. Okay, I love John Popper, love Blues Traveler. Yeah. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, where we review all things music and look up things on Wikipedia on live radio and also talk about some sports. So, Tommy, I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. So, Martin Iasefo, he is a University of Montana uh, product and a guy who played a lot of rugby here in town for both the Jesters, which is the UM club team, as well as the Missoula Maggots. He's one of the great athletes in, in Montana when he was here. He's a big, strong, and very scary man. He's very, very tough and very, very, very athletic. Uh, one of the great rugby players I've watched, and that's evidence in the fact that he's on the United States rugby team. He's, he's going to compete for a gold medal and rugby sevens in Tokyo starting out later on this month. Well, I've been playing phone tag with Martin because he's already in Tokyo. 
Oh, really? That's a lot of time difference. 16 hours apart is what we are. So he's like, right now, he just texts me and saying he's waking up because, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's early in the morning there. Um, yeah. But my question for you is this. Yeah. I would like to have him on live because I think that's when guests are the best. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that's going to work. Why? Uh, because I just think that he's going to have a hard time. I mean, he's at the freaking Olympics, man. I don't think he's going to be able to make some. So I guess the question for me is this. If, uh, I could pre-record something with him in the evenings, which I'm more than happy to do. Yeah. Or, or do you think I should wait until he gets back? And then maybe we can recap the whole Olympics rather than kind of talking about, hey, you know, what's the Olympics going to be like? We just have him in studio and just say, what was the Olympics like? I think we do both. Let's okay. let's coordinate this thing. Let's get him on the show. If we have to extend and go into 630 or something, that's fine. And uh, let's get this guy on. The internet connects to, generally speaking, places where events are happening, i.e. the Olympics. <laughs> so it's no problem to get him on some kind of a link here. Okay. I mean, you just talked to Jeff Safford off of a dang iPad. Like, like we can we can get him on. By the way, this is a guy I would not want to go up against oh, in any. No, no, you would not, dude. He, capacity. He is a very stern, serious guy. He's been on our show a couple times. He's one of those guys where uh, you shake his hand, <laughs> and you're automatically you're like, "Yep, I respect you. I fully <laughs> you have all my respect." And then you watch him play rugby. I mean, he's huge, man. He's probably six two, two thirty, and he runs really, really well. Um, for whatever reason, guys from Polynesian backgrounds too, man, they're so good at rugby and football. It's just terrifying to compete against them in those sports because they're just so physically aggressive and it's just so hard to hurt them. I don't even know what the gift is, but I mean, there's more, I mean, that's a real statistic though. I believe that there's more, uh, players in the NFL, uh, from America, Samoa or with Samoan heritage than any other place, any other origin point. Uh, on the planet, per capita. I believe there's like 63 or 64 players that can trace their heritage back to America, Samoa. So that would be like if there were 60 guys from Missoula, Montana <laughs> in in the NFL. Poll uh, question of the day. Sure. Who would win in a fight, Martin or Pacquiao? <laughs> oh, my God, Martin. I, have Sefa, uh, <laughs> I mean, Pacquiao could probably hit him a million times because Pacquiao is so fast. But, I mean, Iosefa weighs... 100 more pounds to Pacquiao? I mean, he would crush him if he hit him. He would kill him. I think Martin could finger flick, just like a, like a little <laughs> flick Pacquiao, and he would fly through the air like those you know old anime shows or something. I love it. A lot of stuff going on tomorrow because it'll be our last show of the week. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, Monday I've got to go now. walk shopping. That's good. Yeah, you need to go walk shopping. That is for sure. So you have a little time in the evenings now, Tommy, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We will not be on... Juan is now Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. But Rajim Seabrook's going to swing by uh, for about an hour tomorrow. Matt Ellis is also going to come by. Uh, Matt, the vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads, uh, to talk about the first half championship run. Ryland Schlepp will also join us. He's a Gallatin High School product and a recent commit to the Montana State Bobcats. So we'll keep you up to date on all the recruiting happenings, all the minor league baseball happenings, all the Olympic happenings. And everything in between. A lot going on right now, even though this is usually one of our slower times of the year. Um, but very excited about the fact that there is a lot going on because we've missed it and we need it, especially in a town that's so sports-oriented like Missoula, Montana, and in a state that's just so sports-hungry like the state of Montana. One last thought on the British Open. Colin Morikawa, 24-year-old out of Cal Berkeley, he's the British Open champion. He now has two majors at the age of 24 years old. And I texted my brother this. 
it's so funny because we're always talking about Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, the uh, and and the record for most majors in a career. Well, Colin Morikawa at the age of twenty four already has as many majors as Greg Norman, who's one of the more famous golf uh, professional golfers ever. He has as many majors as Dustin Johnson, who's supposed to be and has been one of the great players of his generation. So Morikawa is off to a great start, and I also think that he has the makeup and uh, the. The steely mentality to keep it rolling. A lot of the times, these young guys, they break through early, and the pressure really gets to them. I don't think barakawa has got that in him. He's already become one of my favorite golfers, and I look forward to following the rest of his career. Matt Ellis, Rajim Seabrook, Ryland Schlepp, maybe even Joey Lovell, Missoula's, or the uh, Montana State AM champion. All that tomorrow on Nuanas Now. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, be good. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.